Hey, what's going on? It's episode 80, Top of the Dude Chain Podcast. We are back, and if you were listening to this, I'm not going to lie, I was 50-50 on whether this actually get uploaded or not. <laughs> Don't hate, man. I'm, I'm busy, <laughs> and, my, and my mind doesn't work as good as it used to. Anyway, we apologize that we didn't have anything uh, last week, but we are back. And fellas, it's been an interesting week. Everything going on. <laughs> Josh, in case you, in case you're gonna wonder what the sound is, you hear in a little bit. Josh has been stuffing his cheeks full of beef jerky all day, and uh, okay, he's about to try to do a podcast with a mouthful of beef jerky. So, okay, uh, a dinner. Yeah. So um, I don't know if, if that makes you cringe. Then uh, try not to focus on it. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, Smacky. Hey, man, what you told me? What? Biggest news that we've had a nice little texturing on is the uh, Thunder. Yeah. Basically dropping the H-bomb on top of. Is there anyone still on the team? Yeah. Adams. Steven yeah, Steven Adams. Adams, Andre Robertson. They're good. Robertson's. Eh, I still think they get traded. Well, I'm, but I'm just saying they're on the team. No, no, I get it. But Robertson really, you couldn't, you can't trade him until he proves he can play again. I mean, but, well, Durant tore his Achilles and he got <clears throat> max deal. Okay, the difference between <laughs> Kevin Durant and Andre Robertson. I'm just is, saying, man, you might be able to get. Him there's a discrepancy. Discount. I'm just saying, you might be able to get him for a discount. Apparently, we're taking draft picks. So yeah, well, no, and but that's we're not trying to. We're not just unloading for the sake of unloading. You know what I mean? He's he's oh. trying to turn everything into value. Is yeah. is Andre Robertson on your team more value than trading him? That's like I saw someone, um, a Heat writer, was talking about Chris Paul and how Oklahoma City wasn't offering anything, and here's what we should probably get for Chris Paul, and that it's it's more of us needing to get rid of him than it is the Heat needing. I'm like, you're looking at this all wrong. If we can't get something worthwhile, we're going to keep Chris Paul. We're not going to trade him to you just to make you better. That's not how it's going to work. Right. If you don't offer us something we want, we're not going to make the trade. We're just going to have Chris Paul on our team. That, I don't know why people think that these general managers are so stupid that they're just going to hook your team up. Well, you know, because it would just be a salary dump, and we don't need a salary dump. That's, but that's why you're writing a blog, and he's actually getting paid to make these decisions. Yeah, I mean, now I do think Paul's traded. Personally, well, yeah, but I mean, I, do th- I don't, and he's not going to be the guy who's going to. We're not going to take a loss. We're not going to trade him just because, like, well, we're screwed. Let's just, no, 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 let's no. just have a fire sale. No, we're getting, we're getting a return on all of these investments. Yeah, and no, they're gonna, they're gonna drop him. I mean, they're gonna trade Chris Paul, and I almost guarantee you that's why they brought him in. And honestly, all these draft picks are great, but we still want to put a good product out on the court. Somebody, there's somebody out there that needs, in my opinion, probably a six man. Right now, I mean, uh, the right team may. Well, here's what you've got. So you've got uh, Paul George. Whenever the decision was made to trade Paul George, we, in effect, had the opportunity to trade Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. I mean, that's kind of how it was packaged to them. Like, look, man, if we give you Paul George, then Kawhi is coming. So technically, to get Kawhi, you've got to get Paul George. So what are you going to give us for Kawhi and Paul George? And it worked out in our favor. And Presty played Toronto against the Clippers for that reason. Yeah. You know, Presty said, "Hey, I'll give you, you know, 
this, this, and this to Toronto. And then kind of, you know, he and he played it well, and he did a good job, and he got a huge return on Paul George. And, you know, okay. And now that you Paul George is gone, it's like, well, you know, we really can't put a team around Russ. It wouldn't be fair to him, you know, but we got to get a return for him. So they shopped around, but they did right by him. He wanted to go to Houston. And getting Chris Paul and picks for Russell Westbrook is actually pretty good considering Westbrook had a big contract. He's in his 30s as well. Um, 31 years old. He, yeah, you know, so – so you know, there's it's a it's not a bad return because we got those picks and we've got an all star player on our team in Chris Paul. Yeah, he's older, but you know it's still a it's still a name that people still buy Chris Paul jerseys. Well, he's you know? gonna he's gonna play the first half. <clears throat> but then they moved Jeremy Grant because they were able to move him for a good pick. Yeah, and so they they moved Jeremy Grant. All these other guys. We're not going to trade them right now because we can't get anything good for them. So mid-season, when people are trying to make a playoff push, when teams are in the fight and they're just that one piece away, Gallinari, you're going to be gone. Andre Robertson, if you're playing good and healthy, you're going to be gone. Mm -hmm. And Chris Paul, we're probably going to get more for you than we did for Westbrook. Right. No, you're right. So so we've got no reason to get in a hurry right now, and we definitely don't have to bow out to the heat and – take on a bunch of salary dumps for them. No, we don't no, want no, no. old players that we're going to have to dump. Give us give us Tyler Harrow or get the Stephen, you know? Cuz they can't give us picks. We've already got their pick. Yeah. So, anyways, no, I agree. You, you I, see a lot of a lot of bogus stuff. I, I would say that 99% of what you read online is written by people who don't have a clue. They're just getting content well, no out one there. Has a clue, man. Yeah, they're just getting content out there. If it's not Woj or Shams, it's then it's well, even but even Woj, like on the Paul George stuff. Yeah, I think I feel like he got caught by surprise on that. Yeah. Well, he, did you uh, did he, you hear what? Um, so there's these two Canadian guys. They're pretty major Canadian guys, and whenever I guess the FSN or FS whatever the Fox Sports show was, mm-hmm. they tried to bring them in to be kind of like the Dan Patrick, you know, Keith Overman and all them. And they came over here. They did it for a little while, but they went back to Canada. But they're the biggest Canadian celebs and whatever. Well, one of them just starts talking about how none of these guys know anything. And when they say they know, they don't know. And he called Chris Broussard one of the, you know, biggest, you know, frauds in the whole game and everything. But it's a pretty hilarious uh, – because he he does this big rant, just destroys all these people, but he does the whole thing in this super calm, like NPR style, <laughs> <laughs> super Canadian chill mode. <laughs> it, but yeah. uh, but you know, it's just there's so much bogus I feel information. Like, I feel out like there. everybody was was eleventh hour news with the Paul George stuff. Yeah, uh, which is I mean, it is a testament to Presty that he can keep something because I mean that's a huge move. Yeah. Uh, you know who one of the most credible people out there now is? Perk. Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> I heard that. He's a good follow. <laughs> I heard that. Follow Kendrick Perkins and Jalen Rose, and that's all you Jaylen need. Jalen Rose is a well, good one, too. Woj and Shams are the best because they only report real stuff. Uh, their sources are real sources, right. not just – there's a lot of people out there. Most of these other guys are just basically the TMZ of sports. Yeah. They're, they're not real. Um, no, I agree. But people these days don't want real. They want TMZ. You know what I mean? It, yeah. You see that in everything. Well, yeah, because that's what you're going to click on. Ah, yeah. 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 I that's mean, that's all it is. Well, and people just want content. They want something to read every day, and by you the can way, sell an ad. By the way, Twitter's your best news source. It's in pretty all good. Reality. 
It's pretty good. I, I see stuff on Twitter before I see it anywhere else. Yeah. If you I mean, if you follow the right people right. and filter out the garbage, then right. yes. Absolutely. But you can't just follow everybody. No, 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 no. But if you you kind of if you're on it long enough, you figure out who knows what they're talking about, who doesn't, and yeah, and uh, you can usually get a pretty decent news source uh, through Twitter and not have to mess with any of the mainstream yeah. stuff. But. As Macho Man Randy Savage said, the cream rises to the top, yeah. and obviously Woj is uh, is definitely that. And uh, like I said, Shams and uh, like I said, Perk is climbing his way up because he, I mean, he honestly he doesn't just make stuff up to get his name out there. It's how he comments, not so much what he's commenting. Well, and he's only commenting stuff he knows. And I've heard Perk is actually a very player. Like, everyone in the league loves him. He's got a lot of respect. Anyone who's played with him or, or whatnot likes him. He's got a lot of respect, and he can say things that aren't positive things without getting people mad somehow. Right. He, he's got that kind of a respect. Right. Because he's been on both sides of the Kevin Durant deal, but Beaumont, somehow Texas. it seems like Kevin Durant's still on his side. Yeah. No, that's cool. You know. Beaumont, Texas, baby. Is that where he's from? Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. to Beaumont. Yeah, there's, that's pretty much Louisiana, man. Yeah. I mean, so we were uh very we were, cajun in that area yeah we were we did a job in houston then we did a job just outside of beaumont and then we did a job uh then we went into louisiana it was a that was where um i really got introduced to cajun food i'd had crawfish boil before but that was where it all went down so we started off in uh like i said we were just north of houston then we were just north of beaumont and then we were in minden louisiana Dude, speaking of louisiana yeah. Did you hear about that dude who ate that little gecko lizard and died? <laughs> what? Did you hear about that? No. Where do you hear about things like that? Twitter. Okay. But right. Yeah, man. Some dude on a dare ate, ate a little gecko lizard. Just ate it just alive. Just threw it in his mouth and ate it. And it, it poisoned him. I guess so. Yeah. Didn't go that far into it. Yeah. But, Survival so. of the fittest. It's just weird, man. Like that's, I mean, I, and I, and I, I say that because I kind of, when I read the story, I kind of reflected a little bit because mm-hmm. that's something I would have done in college, yeah. You know, for twenty dollars or whatever. And yeah. Still here though, fortunately. <laughs> fortunately, no one. Don't be so stupid. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's, it's so it's something like that that can, yeah. You know, but well, you know, some animals give you a, an idea of like, hey, don't eat me, I'm poisonous, because you know that's how they keep birds from eating them and stuff like that. So if it had like red on it or I wouldn't know. Like a, I don't I don't I'm not a big reptile guy. Yeah. Went to the zoo last week when I was in Memphis mm-hmm. and uh sat outside while the old family went into the reptile snake area. Yeah. Yeah. You get a little woozy around snakes? No, I hate snakes. Hate snakes. I'll kill every spider you want me to. Yeah. But uh snake, you're on your own. <laughs> I mean I'm kicking I'm tripping my kids to get away from yeah. a snake. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the bravery of Josh. <laughs> He's a, I'll take a bullet. I'll yeah. fight anybody, but yeah, I'm pushing you down if a snake comes around. Yeah, I've kind of gotten over uh, being a surveyor. I'm sure you you kind of run to, into them a little more yeah, often. You, you just kind of have to get used to them. I do know that if you leave them alone, they probably leave you alone. Yeah, I mean, your biggest issues with uh, snakes, and like what I do, is uh, you know rattlesnakes alert you. They they rattle yeah. their, t- their tails for you typically if you're you know near the water you look on the bank because you can kind of tell where a water moccasin likes to be 
Uh, so, I mean, for the most part, you're probably not going to trip up on one of those. I've gotten very close to one before, but uh, it's those copperheads, man. They they just kind of hide and let you step on them. So that's what I'm. That's what I always figure. I kind of I've made up my mind. I'm just I'm going to get snake bit eventually, uh-huh. and I'm about 99 percent sure it's going to be a copperhead. Uh, it just hadn't happened yet. So whenever it happens, yeah. it'll happen. I know a couple people who've actually been bitten. Yeah, in rural area or. Uh, not rural, oh, yeah. but they're everywhere. Or, yeah, rural areas. Yeah. And so, yeah, copperheads come to town. Yeah, man, you the dude got bit up by his foot, bit, bit on his foot. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. speaking, and it was a nasty picture. But speaking of nasty pictures, man. Yeah. What PJ showed me yesterday <laughs> is hands down. All right, the nastiest thing I've ever seen. So most people have probably seen the video of the guy who's up on a ladder cutting a tree limb, and uh, the tree limb. Swings down uh, and just punts him in the face. That? Yeah, I've seen the video. Okay, okay, well. Have you seen the after? Our buddy PJ has the after, and it shows the guy's face. Looks like straight predator. Yeah. He has a hole in his head. Yeah, his mouth. Is he dead? No. No, he's alive. Yeah. You can just see but, stuff flapping as he's he, breathing. He, not joking you, man. Pulls the flap of his mouth open, and his, the front part of his jaw is hanging on it. Yeah. So you can see down this dude's throat yeah. where his, his mouth just hangs. It looks like the it's, Predator, man. It's, it's queasy, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it'll give you an uneasy feeling, man. It's bad. Yeah. I, mean, he's, I, uh, I think I sent it to you and the guys. We'll like, probably be seen in a few years after he's had a bunch of surgeries and stuff like that. He'll be, they'll do a special on him because yeah, yeah. it, it'll, be, it'll be amazing if they can you know, get him back to, to looking normal again in any kind of way. Yeah, I think his nose wasn't there. Yeah, they'll have to reconstruct his face completely. Yeah, it's gross. I wouldn't recommend it. No. I if, uh, I feel sorry for him, man, because, you know, everybody watches that video, and, you know, we see stuff like that, and we're just like, oh, oh, but then it's like, no, man, that was life-changing for that dude. Well, like, you, know, you remember. This you is know, the most terrible thing ever, and we're just sitting here going, oh. You know that show Ridiculousness? <laughs> yeah. You, have you seen the episode with Riff Raff? Oh, huh. When something happens, and he goes, hold up. Are we sure these people aren't dying when we watch this? <laughs> <laughs> like he finally has this moment of clarity. Like, hey, do we do we check it's to pretty see? Pretty bad when Riff Raff is exactly. the, uh, the he's like, your wait, moral coach. <laughs> have we made sure these people are okay before we start showing these things? Because one was this dude who was like, he's in a car and and things just happen perfectly. He goes over a bridge. Yeah, like just whoop. Yeah, and they 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 like, hold on. Did I just whatever. see somebody die? And that's what he. That's <laughs> you know. That's kind of what he asked. You know, and other people have asked it since then. But you know, you uh, kind of get that that feeling. I went on a riffraff binge, man. I I didn't have a clue who he was. My buddy Marcus, who shows me tons of funny stuff on YouTube, uh, he showed me. You ever heard of Nardwar? Yeah. Yeah. He, anyways, he he's this guy. He plays a character basically of this really nerdy uh, Canadian guy who interviews people and uh anyways it's 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 kind of funny but he interviews riffraff and that's the first time i ever saw riffraff he was talking about how he's a trip man dude he's hilarious because he was talking about how rare something was he's like man this thing's like rare like like a little baby panda egg ain't nobody got this <laughs> it's like what yeah <laughs> so he's he's pretty funny i went on a pretty long binge of uh all his exploits i've known about riffraff for a long time yeah Houston. i mean because he's from well, you the know Houston hannibal, area. hannibal burris uh actually mentions you know riffraff in one of his stand-up shows he uh talks about going to a riffraff concert and uh and all anyway it's pretty wild riffraff's weird dude he's mm-hmm. he's got that dog uh jody high roller says that after the shows for 50 bucks you can 
He'll dip his paw in ink and give you a potograph. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old riffraff. Signing potographs. But <laughs> soccer's over. Soccer. Thank goodness. No, no more soccer. I still, I still haven't gotten into the old uh, football. I don't, I don't know much about the men's or women's, other than in men's soccer. I hear we're terrible. We are in the United States. Didn't even make in, the World Cup. In women's soccer, we're the dominant one because. Believe it or not, America is one of the least chauvinistic countries in the world. No, well, <laughs> don't ask what's her face because she'll uh, yeah she'll disagree. Well, with okay, you. here's but my no, thing. The, a big reason uh, a big reason why American soccer so great is like you know we push women to be athletes. You know we're like yeah, yeah. man, go be an athlete. That's why we dominate. And a lot of countries don't do that. Dominating the Olympics and yeah. Anyway, I ain't saying we're perfect, but I'm just saying. I'm gonna, you know I'm we're a little further this. ahead than other people want to give us credit for. I will say this though. I think, what's her name? Ripino. Man, yeah. she, she sees her window. That's the exact, dude, this is just an opportunity. Yeah, she sees she sees her window, man. She, she has got to capitalize on marketing herself mm-hmm. as big as she can, and I don't blame her for doing it. Wow. Because when you're, you're think about it, man, at her age, and, she's, and how she, often do we see women's soccer? What is that, once every? Four years. Every four years that we actually yeah. see and people maybe, pay attention? Maybe two if you count the Olympics. Her window's closing, man. She's got to do whatever she okay, can, but, man. No, but here's the thing. I mean, and obviously it comes down to personality. I mean, if you don't like her views, that's one thing. But, I mean, you just got to understand, she's just pushing herself out but, there. Yeah, no, she's I a agree. trash can, man. I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't have to agree with her views. Yeah, because um, I don't know anything about her other than it's she's a free been country. putting herself out there. It's a free country. Yeah. So she's more than welcome to kneel. Yeah. She has that right. You know, First Amendment protects I mean, that I was right. a Bulls fan and cheered for Dennis Rodman, and he had a lot of crazy views. Right. You know, but he just, was a weird dude. But I'm just saying, man, she, you know, the First Amendment gives her the right to, uh, to kneel. Yeah. Also gives Corey the right to call her a trash can. <laughs> that's, that's right. It does. Yep. <laughs> and it also gives me the right to say that I feel it's 100% disingenuous. If that's even a word, you know, if she's, <laughs> I'm trying to figure like, it out. What, what's worse though, that if she actually believes it or if she's just doing it for clout, I, I like, think what if, makes it worse, it's or is it both equally bad? Doing it for clout. She's she's she, what she's done is she's jumped on the Caperman. She's she's jumped the Capernick model, business model is what she's doing. Uh, you know, she probably she probably she's somewhat she probably she probably does somewhat believe it uh, to a point or whatever. You know, it, it probably is a view that she has a stance on. But in the end, the reason she's making probably such a spectacle of it is because it's keeping her in the spotlight. Right. No, I think you give her $30 million to shut up, she quits. Yeah. But, I, yeah. That's Man, what I I'll gladly donate to that GoFundMe. But I'm just saying, the point away. being is, is, is. Dude, they're trash talkers, though. That team, they're. I mean, which I'm cool with. There, I'm, I'm not. I don't have. They a problem. are rude. Here's man. My problem. Here's my problem, man. My problem is, is you have three. You have three people who are pushing an agenda. Yeah, and they're just—they're very—they're a very egotistical team. Uh, but you got—you like. got three ladies pushing an agenda, which is very American and good. And I—and I believe they're insincere in pushing. I think they're pushing it for themselves and themselves only. And you've got a team of other women who are getting overshadowed by people who I think would switch, would flip flop their their public opinion if it made if it paid more money. Yeah, but I mean they're they're capitalist capitalizing, man. I, I mean agree. what they're doing is American. It just you and don't agree with it, and I probably wouldn't agree with it if I knew what all they were saying. saying. And I have the right to say it, right? And that's my right. point. And that's and that's the issue. And now, but but my point is is what you've done is you've set. I mean, soccer is already a sport that gets 
lamb blasted in the joke world. I mean, yeah. no one no one considers soccer. Now, I will say something they've been getting criticism from the uh, soccer community is their claims about um, unequal pay and unfair pay. They said if you look at the structure of it, there's it's it's they get paid more than what they're worth. They're, if you look they're, at the they're not making they're they're. They're not making completely true statements. Well, you're and talking about millions versus billions on the men's side. Yeah, and they're and they're kind of manipulating the stats to make it yeah. look that way. And it's, oh. it's what? It, yeah. So. You're talking about the the equal pay or manipulating stats? <laughs> huh? <laughs> that's what I've heard. What? That's what I've heard from the no. soccer community. But that's just what I've seen on Twitter. No, I do think they should be making more. In our like men. I said, I, I don't pay close enough attention. Why? I do just follow men, Twitter because because we always talk about sports and we talk about the draw. Yeah. You know, you know why the WNBA don't make as much as the NBA? Well, you don't fill the house and sell the merchandise that the NBA does. That's why you don't make it. Yeah. And same thing with softball versus baseball and lingerie yeah. football versus real football and that kind of stuff. Mm. I think when it comes to drawing a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> lingerie football. <laughs> that's only, a thing? It's an interesting comparison. That's the, <laughs> It's the only thing I can confess. Do you have to have a certain subscription to watch lingerie uh, football? I don't know. I'm just saying it's out there. Mark Rippon's daughter, supposedly one of the best in the league. Uh, like Josh knows a lot about it. Hey, man. Hey, he's just doing research for the show. I'm That's on, what it is. I'm on Twitter, man. You're <laughs> That's gonna, me. You're, you're gonna, Most of what I know comes from Twitter. I, I don't so, really have any original But the thought. point being is is I would, I, would, I would venture to guess that the women's soccer is more popular and is a bigger draw than men's soccer, yeah. especially right now. Yeah. When there are going to be, I think there are going to be two or three terrible teams in the World Cup, men's World Cup this year, mm-hmm. because the U.S. was just horrible well, in the qualifying. I guess rounds. technically they would have made more money this time around because you have to be in the tournament to get part of the mm-hmm. what you men, win. I think no, man, men's national team supposed okay. So even if you don't make the World Cup, you get some of the World Cup. Caveat purse. this by saying this is a woman's statistic, so I can't verify if it's true or not and. I'm really not that interested to actually Google it. Their brains are smaller. They're not good with the numbers. So we'll just. <laughs> I'm just saying, supposedly. It's science. Supposedly. A few of our viewers just turned off the podcast. It's science. But I'm just saying, supposedly, the men get paid whether they qualify or not. If the women don't qualify, they don't get paid. Yeah. I don't know if that's, that's true or not. Well, and that's something they would definitely want to change. Yeah, but, but that's, and, and that's that's part of a point. that's and part I of a bargaining that. agreement. And I support that. And, and 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 it does go back to a physiological difference between men and women. Uh, huh? Men negotiate for themselves better than women negotiate for themselves. Really? Yes, but on the opposite end, women are better negotiators for someone else. So if huh. you're an agent, if you're if you're a sports star, and you have you're a woman agent is supposedly physiologically or psychologically going to go uh, harder for you. Uh, yet, if it was themselves, that's why. Is that a, is that a is that just a fancy way of saying that men are more selfish than women? Basically, okay. Yeah, I mean that's a, <laughs> but, and it, it really is. It really is kind of just a. a We're just a inherently selfish. Uh, that, that, that's kind of the way and overvalue ourselves. It's a way to look at it. And, and you're saying that women tend to value other people more. Okay, there you go. But that, that I mean that that is a that that is a study that's out there. Yeah. For that reason, yeah. Are you going to cite your sources, or do we just have to go Google it and Google it yourself, man? Okay, <laughs> it's on menstats.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll I mean, yeah, just do what I do. What people bathroom stalls? You read that off? No, huh? I was saying what people. If you look at if you look at the if you look at the objective facts, men's soccer brings in more money, so they pay the men more. 
crazy. It's always going to be that though. way. If that's it, the case. Listen, if there's two businesses, right? Two ice no, cream no, no, stores no. right next to each other. One brings in a million dollars a year. One brings in a hundred thousand. Whose employees do you think are getting paid more? No, I agree. The million, the million dollars. If you can, <laughs> if you can show me that men's soccer brings in more, soccer is just a hard sport to do because yeah. it's, it's not popular here. It brings in, but yeah, but in world, world worldwide, worldwide, it's billions. Yeah, but we're talking about men's national team. I'm just disappointed that college team. softball right. girls, but it's get not paid. the United States paying the men; it's the World Cup organization paying the men. They get a they're they're earnings come from a percentage of that overall well, purse of earnings. Okay, if that's the case. I mean, if that really is that, the that, case. That's the statistic. All right, then if that's the case, take your $2 million, lady, and shut and shut, shut up. Yeah, yeah I thought it was four for them. Is okay, what it's $4 because yeah. you won it. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Because guess what? You kicked a ball for $4 million. Hey, there's a dude teacher coaching gym class right now for 40000 a year. All I know is you put uh, Mia Hamm and Brandy Chastain back on the field, they probably trash her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Classy ladies. A classy hey, team. Hey, by the way, interesting fact. The uh under fifteen boys national team. Yeah. Waxed. Three the women's national team. Did three, they? Three to zero. And and let up. When was this? It was fairly recent. Was it like a Yeah, just go follow Megan Rapinoe anytime she says something, you're gonna see that. If she yeah. anytime Megan Rapinoe says something about equal pay, just go read the comments yeah. about the junior so fourteen year old boys killed the best women in the nation, supposedly. Huh. Yep. So are we starting to get better soccer here and on the men's side? Because they're they're just all fourteen right now? No. 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 Freddie Adu. Oh. Never heard of him. Yeah, the, he was the young kid, right? Yeah, that he was, went, he, like, he, he got he got signed pro when he was thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and he's not that great. Mm. The, and here's the thing with soccer, man. Soccer, but no, what sh- you said a team of fourteen year olds beat him when? He, uh, when was this game? That's what I'm, I don't, within the last couple of years. It, you know, it a, and who were these fourteen year olds? The men's, the boys under under fifteen national team. That's what I'm saying. I said is is. Men's soccer in the U.S. going to get better because this group that beat these girls is coming through? No, what he's saying is mediocre young bo- teenage boys can beat the best women in the nation. Okay. Oh, okay. fact. <laughs> All right. hey, I'm just asking, man. You're, you're talking to a dude who doesn't know. Hey. I'm trying not to say it, man. Hey, say Try it. Try not to give someone a soundbite, but apparently Corey <laughs> doesn't care. So. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what you're saying without no, saying it. I'm just saying, man. Like my point being is, 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 is this whole gen and the thing, and that's that's my issue is, is the 22 cents, you know, that supposedly on every dollar that women make less than men, and yeah, and there's there's, I mean, there's just again, we've talked about it here. You can skew statistics however you want them to, to skew. So yeah. uh, when you actually compare apples to apples, you usually find that the narrative that you're trying. Now, someone did. Uh, he was a psychologist and, and a sociologist, kind of you know specialized in that thing. Mm-hmm. And Google brought him in to uh, kind of study and, and basically for them the wage gap theory. And he blew it up you know and and, and part of it you know, and, and what they wanted him to say was that women are making less uh and if they're not making less because a lot of the argument is women leave the workforce at a certain age because they go have kids and all that so they wanted him to say essentially that if they're not making less if they are making equal then they're penalized because they want to 
do the motherly instinct type stuff and all that. Hmm. Anyway, so he actually does his, he's on Joe Rogan's podcast. He actually does his due diligence and comes on and he just, he says, you know, a lot of the reason he goes, when you do apples to apples, so you take a, a, a software engineer woman versus a software engineer man, they're usually making the same amount of money. Yeah. You know. They're getting paid for what they do. Yeah. And, but, you know, but when you take overall women versus overall men, yes, there is a 22% gap. But then he went into the psychology of women and why they're drawn to certain fields versus others. So yeah. men are more likely to be a doctor versus a nurse. Women are more likely to be a nurse versus a doctor. Even though you have men nurses and men doctors, it's just you're going to have more women as nurses, more men as doctors if if you get these career paths. And a lot of it's based on the, the psychology of a woman. And who is this guy? He's some well-known dude who, like I said, but his point being is, is women are more are more into, we like we go back, and this is where he said <clears throat> women are, are better negotiators for someone else. Yeah. So fields that require... Uh, like a nurse, you'd attend on somebody uh, and, and, and com- be more compassionate towards somebody. Women are more drawn to those fields versus men, surgeons, for example, are, are more technical in the in the medical realm. Hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, I get I don't know. I, I mean, uh, a surgeon. I didn't do the study. <laughs> a surgeon, but my point is, is a surgeon's more technical, so men are going to be drawn more towards that. Whereas in a nurse is a more compassionate, get to know the patient, kind of have that personal connection. So they're going to be more drawn to that. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. I anyway. kind of feel like people are a little bit more unique than that that general of a of a description. Uh, no, you You'd can't. probably be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can, but but no. Nah. I mean, we're, we're different makeup, man. Yeah. No, I agree I mean, on they're, that. They're more estrogen than testosterone. No, I agree a, on that. The, the, hormones are, the hormones are different. A lot of things are different. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so I so, get that. I'm just saying as far as like the whole so, but my, men are drawn to being a surgeon more and women are drawn to being nurse, nurses more. I mean, it's not like if you had a woman who was capable of being a surgeon, she would choose to be a nurse. I'm that, not that saying that. That doesn't make sense. We don't know that. Yeah. So I, I just, that's all I'm saying. Well, the, I, there's probably a lot of people women's. that are more capable than what they give themselves credit for yeah. actually go out and try to attain. But objective facts are that I would, women tend I would say to not that, go into STEM fields. I would say that men yeah. are and men then, are pushed, uh, you know, generally more to to do that. And, that's uh, part of it. But the STEM and fields. I think I think a lot of uh, not not you know, obviously not across every you know demographic across the country. But I would say especially in uh, rural areas and like where I grew up, you know, especially in the South and things like that more women take careers that they can also raise a family on. So you'll see a lot of them, you know, take jobs that, yeah, so they can, they can help raise their family and stuff, you know, and spend more time, you know, getting the kids where they need to be, which is, you know, kind of so sacrifice. Who, so. Right. But that's my point. That's the woman's makeup. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's their psychology. Yeah. Women. Another one was, was women have more guilt going to work when they have kids at home. Yeah. Than men do. Yeah. So me, you, I'm out. So if you, but I'm just, that's what I'm saying. So if you have two, if you have two, two individuals with kids, a, man, a husband and a wife with kids, more than likely the man's going to be the one who go, keeps going to work. The woman's going to be the one who may sacrifice a career to stay at home and, 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 and raise the kids. And that's another reason for the unequal pay in the workplace mm-hmm. is that women are more likely to take time off. Right. But it's a psych, it, but it's, but the point being is this, is everyone, they want to, everyone wants to make that a cultural thing. Like mm-hmm. we, we, women can't, you know, go to the workforce. Men have to go to the workforce. And, but it's not what he was, what the point he was trying to make was it's in their 
genetic makeup. They choose to stay home because they feel more guilty going and all that. Yeah. I mean, in my house, it is that way. My wife has more guilt about going to work than I do. Yeah. You know, and, and me, I'm always for leaving the kids and, and going and doing something by ourselves versus her who who feels guilty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, dude, just leave some water and cereal out and then... <laughs> It'll last six hours before uh, you get back. You might just be a special kind of dude. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the point, though. The point being is 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 they're pushing. The soccer team is pushing. I mean, you know, yeah, you had an opportunity. Now, I mean, Olympic years, uh, you know, studies tend to show that the Olympic years things, you know, get better. Crime rate goes down and, yeah. and all that just because there's a sense of, of – pride i mean you look after 9 11 yeah uh the statistics on how uh people kind of pull together yeah and olympic years are another one you know a lot of the things that that people get up in arms about um the reason they get so in, up in arms about is because they can afford to you know they, right. they they can afford to have those kinds of problems those things can be problems whereas you know say like you take a a time where actual things are going on that are devastating you know some things that we consider issues aren't like, well, that, that gets pushed way down the list. Cause now there's this problem, you know, right. You know, things like a, you know, like a, you know, like a recession or a depression or something like that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we have good, our problems. A lot of people wish they could afford our problems. I guess that's what I'm getting. No, oh, yeah. It's called first world problems. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's my point. My point is, is you, I come it's worth not being jerks to each other. Don't circling, get me wrong, but circling back to the soccer thing. And and I don't I hate this whole thing like you had an opportunity opportunity to pull this nation together, you know which I I don't really buy into that mm-hmm. as much as I think I, you had other girls on that team who didn't agree with what you were doing and you kind of pushed your stuff to the front. Yeah, they they were courteous enough to kind of respect your wishes and respect your and and I feel like they weren't. Yeah. Well, I believe, and I've said this over and over and over, I feel like we live in a time of exploitation. Everybody's exploiting whatever they can to market themselves because we live in a society, a, a worldwide society now because this stuff's all, I mean, it doesn't matter where you go. People have phones and, and apps and stuff that have uh, social media. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, shamelessly promoting ourselves. I mean, we're just three dudes who decided to have a podcast. You know, it just... You can get yourself out there, man. Uh, We keep it really classy. I kind of feel like we (laughs) We only had one episode dedicated to poop stories. (laughs) I kind of feel like we add something, though. Yeah. To society. We do. We really do. We make people a little bit better. The handful of people that are still listening to this episode after the first quarter of it (laughs) are uh, glad they're here. (laughs) Uh, Well, hey, speaking of hanging around, man. How was your birthday, man? Just turned 40. Oh. Hard to believe, Lordy, isn't it? Lordy. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm not kidding. I really am 40. So, but no, it, it's I don't know. Ain't nothing changed. Corey thought your uh, your shindig was tonight, dude. That's okay. Do you want to hear what I did? Apparently, I'm already having senior moments at 40. So, uh, our good buddy Chris McKnight, he's been on the uh, podcast before. We talk about him quite a bit because uh, he's you know. A Browns fan, and not because they're good now, but he was a fan when they were terrible, and uh, that's, because of that's shameful. Edwards. Yeah, it's pretty shameful. But uh, anyway, so he calls me up and he's asked me what I'm doing this weekend, and I was like, "Well, we were going to go to Broken Bow, but 
it's just too hot and crowded down there for me. So we're going to stay here. And he said, we're going to have a game night. Got a 90s trivia game. You ought to dominate at it. You want to come over? I was like, sounds good. So we make plans. Turns out on Friday, I find out that. Oh, sorry, I missed your text, Chris. Yeah. 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 Well, so it turns out as I'm making those plans, I call Brittany and I tell her about it. She's like, so we're not going to Broken Bow. I was like, no, we're not going to go. I'm too tired. Turns out she has to call down to Broken Bow and let the fam know that I'm not coming no down surprise. there. Party <laughs> no, no, no party. My brother and oh. my nephew were traveling up from uh, from the Dallas area and uh, and everything. So I ruined I ruined the whole Broken Bow deal. They were expecting me to have a birthday shindig there. Then I was like, well, you know, I'll plan a little bowling night and uh, and also, you know, we'll have have a good time there. Getting ready to head to Chris and Lizzie's on uh, Friday night to meet up with them to play that 90s trivia game. And I'm like, hey, man, Tucker's are running late. Chris said, uh, dude, it's no. tomorrow night. <laughs> You're actually running way early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Wait. He goes, I went back and looked at the text, man. It's Saturday night. I said, dude, um, I was going to invite you all to go bowling because I've already reserved lanes. Plus you know, my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it turns out they had to call and uh, cancel a cake they had ordered. <laughs> For you, yeah, <laughs> they had ordered a cake. So, I, second birthday party, I ruined, <laughs> and then you know, I, I I dragged you guys together and we went bowling, and and that actually went pretty good. Other than uh, the pizza place made us wait an hour to get seated, but uh, it all went good. But yeah, yeah. my hey, I just uh, got everything just so off. And how to weigh in more? You need to figure out your seating policy, man. Or yeah, it it Any, is. Anytime you tell somebody we have a table. That happened at your wife's birthday one time at that Mexican restaurant downtown. Oh, Alvarado's. Yeah, yeah it's like they're waiting on a table for you, and that's what not happened. the next available table that'll fit you. But they're like, no, when this table leaves, we've got it reserved for you. Yeah, well, like, we we sat there and we looked at a table for forty five minutes that could have fit our party. Yeah, and they wouldn't give it to us, yeah, and nobody else was coming in there for the same reason because they the table that they wanted us at was occupied and they were yeah. talking so we finally just walked out and went across the street and went to chilino's Chilino. yeah yeah because you just you can't gauge who's gonna sit there and talk for two well, hours. that's what happened at speaking to mcknight and, and our Boston, our buddy uh, justin yeah uh that's what happened yeah the the table that they were counting on ordered another round of pizzas yeah you know and it's kind of like first yeah. off man Dude, why are you who, part, who, why are you partying like that yeah at who orders a yeah. second like, round of pizzas? pizzas yeah i'll tell you who man chris farley <laughs> yeah, you don't. Chris Farley or a Chris Farley sized person? You know why I say that? <laughs> what is that? I uh, I I went on a recruiting trip to Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, right? um, and we were there, and we went to Geno's East. Yeah, and if you don't know anything about Geno's East, it's, it's just a world renowned deep dish Colorado style or uh, Chicago style pizza. The pizzas weigh. 10 to 15 pounds oh wow they're huge they're and, and they're not they're bold the, the crust is only a quarter of an inch but yeah. it's like a bowl and yeah. then they build the pizza backwards cheese yeah. on the bottom everything else on top sauce goes on last yeah uh bake it and then you pull it out of you with a fork there's one in austin one in dallas they're the best pizza i've ever had my my personal opinion okay anyway uh we had a guy he was talking about it. he was yeah we just ordered 20 20 pizzas from gino's east he goes, that's 250 to 300 pounds worth of pizza. Goodness gracious. And the guy goes, whatever, man. He goes, no, it's, it really is. And uh, the guy goes, he goes, he goes no, and he goes, I'll, I'll go get it. And the uh, guy goes, listen, 
if you can carry half those, we are on the eighth floor of this dorm room. If you can carry half those pizzas up the stairs, I'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> and, you know, and so a dude's carrying it. That's 150 pounds. That dude had to haul up yeah. eight stories of stairs. Couldn't do it. So anyway, we go to actual Geno's East. We do a night in Chicago. So we actually go to Geno's East, which is we went to the the building that Oprah and Jerry Springer live in. Mm-hmm. It's not the Sears Tower, but it's the second highest one in town. Geno says he's right there. So we're talking. Well, Chris Farley lived in that apartment. Is it the Trump one? No. Or is Sears? No. The, Sears was the, the, at, at the, at that time, this is the late 90s, Sears Tower was the tallest tower in the world. Okay. And this one was the second tallest in Chicago. Okay. Behind it. Um, anyway, Chris Farley lived in that building. And Geno's East was right next door to it. So we're sitting there and we're eating. Owner comes out. And this is before it was a chain. You mm-hmm. know, so it was still pretty uh, pretty small. Anyway, he said what would happen is is Chris Farley would come in and just order a ton of pizzas. Yeah. I mean, a ton of pizzas. Uh, and he said that dude just did everything. He said he would come in, he said, drunk, but he'd have 20 girls with him. Yeah. You know, and they just pile out of this limo, and, and they come in after hours, and he'd just be making pizzas and making pizzas making pizzas. And he said he would wind it down. <laughs> Corey is a light-footed ninja, man. <laughs> anyway, he would say he would. They would get to the point where they're like, surely this dude couldn't eat anymore. And so they would start cleaning up everything. Yeah. And he would order another round. And it would be just him. Just He yeah. said he lived everything to the fullest. Like, yeah. He would just gorge himself on it. Yeah. Right you know, until he, he died. Yeah. And that's what he said. He said when he died. I can't man, eat anymore. When he died. I'll get another one. And when he died, he, and he, they said he was overdosed. Just knowing his personality in the pizza store, mm-hmm. which I mean, which I mean, probably made it was what made him funny because yeah. I mean he was that over the top, like well, just yeah. take it to the the furthest extreme in the yeah. comedy world. So, well, do you yeah. remember uh, Will Sasso from yeah. Matt TV? Yeah, mm-hmm. they made a joke because you know he lost a ton of weight there for a while, like probably 150 pounds. Yeah, they made a joke whenever he came back onto the set of Matt TV to do an episode. Where he was trying to do all the funny, like fat stuff, like throwing himself around and like nobody's laughing. <laughs> and then they told him, you know, they're like, dude, you're not fat anymore. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. really work. You're not funny anymore. Yeah. Well, they told that the uh, you you watch Workaholics. Yeah. I've seen a few. Episodes. Eric Schmidt, Eric Schmidt's character. <laughs> uh, what does he play? He's the dude. He's the dude with the mustache. I don't know, man. Uh, oh, like the curly haired dude. Yeah. Yeah. What about him? Anyway, he was fat. Then he came back for season two, and he had, he had slimmed down. Anyway, Adam Devine called him and goes, "Dude, we hired a fat person, man." <laughs> and that's what Ace essentially what he said is his comedy wasn't working the way it was. Yeah, you know when he, you know, and I don't know. Yes, I mean it. May I thought he was funny the whole time, personally, but yeah, Workaholics is a is a good show. <laughs> Highly it's, underrated. It's pretty ridiculous. That's yes. pretty good. Highly underrated. <laughs> Has, oh, uh, has anybody been watching Stranger Things season three? Anybody? I finished it, man. It was good. What'd you think? Better than season two? I think it was better than season two. I've seen half of it. Yeah, it's good enough that uh, I'm I'm eager to watch it again. Um, yeah, I, I did find myself laughing a lot, and and you know that's good because it was funny. But at the same time, there was actually some pretty good acting in this one. It was pretty dramatic and pretty those serious. Those kids yeah. are great, man. The Every kid, one of those kids. Is yeah, great. the kids are phenomenal. I feel like this one was much better written as far as like dialogue goes and like yeah. 
I don't, I don't know what I didn't like about the second season, but I just, I don't know. It didn't do it for no, you it, as it, much. It, it didn't really connect with me, but the third season I felt like was really good. I was almost disappointed, though, that they're continuing it for a fourth, because I thought they had told everybody that you three was like going to be they it. feel like they kind of had a good, a good go out on a high note type deal? <sighs> Possibly, yeah. but the way it ends, you know exactly what's kind of coming in season four. So yeah, they, I heard they're going with five seasons. They always... Yeah, they, now they're saying five. Yeah. Uh, you know, and hopefully they... I mean, hopefully they just keep it rolling like they have because, honestly, you know, of course, season one had what every beginning season has, and it just it, it traps you in. They did everything yeah. right to get you locked in, and they nailed the landing. I mean, if they had, if that would have been the only season they ever did, it'd been great. Yeah. Then they come in with season two, and they 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 made another story that was good without you know jacking it all up. And yeah. then season three, I'm kind of like you. I do think I like season three more than season two. You, you know what? I think I know what turned me off about season two was... Rudy? No. No, Bob's awesome, <laughs> no, I man. Like, I like Bob. Poor Bob, Bob. Is, Bob is fantastic. Yeah. You Keep his name out of your mouth. Bob, 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 was, season, Bob was season two's uh, Barb. Yeah. <laughs> he dies and then nobody kind of cares in season three. <laughs> yeah. there, there, there's a brief moment where it kind of has her like reminiscing about him. Yeah. But it was that episode where she like uh, where Eleven goes out to find herself. Yeah. And she goes and finds another kid that has powers and then they never address it in season three. And I knew they were either they were going to bring her in and it was going to ruin it because it was going to be like all these super powered kids or they were going to get rid of her and it was going to be weird. And they got rid of her. And I wonder if they weren't just testing the waters. And yeah, that episode two. sucked. That is the worst written her, and acted her episode. Going, her going to the city and slicking her hair back was just dumb. Yeah, it, it didn't go well. And her, like, her whole return from that, just I don't think it was as impactful as they meant for it to be. It was yeah. just kind of like, well, you knew she was going to come back. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I kind of agree on that, that, that season two. But granted, I had no problems with season two. But season three is better. I'll give you that 100%. And it makes season two not look good, yeah. you know, in comparison. Season three is good. Here's the other thing. Um, I was telling somebody. So I got about halfway through season three. I was on episode like four, five, something like that. Then I went, Spot I went and watched Spider-Man. And then I went and I finished Stranger Things. And uh, I said, man, that's kind of a, it was kind of a good convo of, of a movie weekend because, uh, you know the Spider-Man movie. I actually liked it, but I think what I like about this uh, this Spider-Man is they're not using you know old Toby Toby Maguire or yeah. old Andrew Garfield. Thirty. It's a olds. bunch of it's a yeah it's a bunch of kids. And granted, some of them are probably in their twenties, but they look like kids. You know, yeah. and uh, I honestly the the humor in it and the adventure and the type of problems they were having really aligns with Stranger Things because you know you're, you're talking about kids who are being called on to do this, yeah. you know, above level task and all. And I thought they went together pretty well. I, I, it made me appreciate Spider-Man maybe more. Yeah. Even though I, I'm really not a Jake Gyllenhaal fan and could have used someone, anyone else other than him. I need to watch that one. I have not seen it yet. It's good. It's funny. It's uh, as good as the first one. Oh, yeah. It's it's better than the first oh, okay. one. I like, yeah. I like the first one. The first one's good, but this one's got way more action, comedy, story, everything. It it just fits way better. It's tied more to the Marvel Universe. Oh, okay. It's it's not just an Iron Man cameo. It's a it's a continuation of the of the Marvel story. Mr. Stock, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no, it's it they do a good job, man, because they give Peter Parker kid problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. He's he's trying to save the world, but at the same time, he's also just trying to, you know, have a good summer with his friends. Yeah. You know? So it, yeah, it it's good. I I thought that uh it really set the bar kind of high for uh for the summer 
Stranger Things and Spider-Man, you know. Yeah, so. Stranger Things and Voltron have the same soundtrack. <laughs> what? Do you know what? that? No, what? Yeah. My son's watching Voltron. I'm watching Stranger Things. Yeah. And if I'm not paying attention in the background, I think he's watching Stranger Things based on the music in Voltron. Yeah, it's just, it's like synthesizer. Yeah, 80s music. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of funny. It's funny because on the, um, if you do subtitles, it says eerie synthesizer or something. It says yeah. something like that. Yeah, that was on People Twitter. have been posting that on yeah. Twitter, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Because <laughs> so, it just keeps coming up because that's what it is. Mm. That's the description. But no, the season three is great. Uh, it really makes you understand how crappy most series are Thanks by comparison. Thanks for changing the camera, man. I was trying to bite that beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> trying to hide your munchies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. Anyway, so, but now it was good. That that was a uh, that was actually a a good series. But what's the spoiler range on a Netflix series? Uh, a month. It takes a little bit. Of, it takes a while to get through through a series. Yeah, I get. I when a series comes out and I want to watch it, I watch it in a day or two. Yeah, but you have to have those couple days where you can. Is what sucks. Well, I work eight days on, six days off. So there you go. You got I, that I cram it all in on my days uh, off. You can do a lot of binge watching. <laughs> well, that's all I'm saying. It's it ridiculous. I would sometimes. figure it'd be. Sh- I figure it'd be shorter than a movie. Yeah. Just so. because you can binge watch it. Yeah. Well, and you can also have conversations about the episodes that you have seen. So it's yeah. it's different for TV, uh, and it's readily available for everybody that has it. So you have less of an excuse. Like it takes time to go out to the movie theater and get there at a certain time and do all that, especially if you're busy. So, dude, who goes to the movie theater anymore, man? I I still like going to the movies. I, I just do. don't have time. Oh, here's the That's other thing. Point. I almost forgot to tell y'all. When I watched Spider Man, I watched it in 4DX. Oh, is that the rumbly seats? Yeah. How is that? It's ridiculous. Dude, it seems like it would make me nauseous. <laughs> like, cool? It, here's what it is. Here's I think it was the best time I've had in a long time, but it's because I didn't tell Brittany what was going on. I just <laughs> bought the tickets. She sat down, and the next thing you know, the seat starts moving, and she gets squirted in the face with a stream of water. So, For real? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, dude. They, so there's there are <laughs> there are that. there are misters that do mist, but there's also a deal that uh, squirts water. So the seat in front of you has things pointed at you, but they're hard to see. And the misters sh- send out like just a fog, so you kind of feel the cool mist. But there's another one that just shoots water up, and when it shoots up, it doesn't hit you, but then it starts dripping down on you. And then there's little air deals on your seat that blows like behind your head. So like, her hair kept getting blown forward by these things. And Spider-Man's a great movie to go to because one of the monsters he fights is a big water monster. So they the misters got used a lot. I mean, it was straight moist stuff in this there. Seems, <laughs> this seems really stupid, but I'm going to do it. It's well. it, No, I'm telling you, it's the most dumb thing ever, but it's so ridiculous, it makes it better. It's like um, smell-o-vision from my the wife, 60s. My, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's just it's, it, my wife will get mad. Here's the thing. 3D actually adds depth and it's a, you know, it's something that you can actually say, oh yeah, I either like it or I don't like it because, you know, you either like that at depth or you think it's weird. The 4D, that that fourth dimension that they're adding here (laughs) is just totally pointless, totally over the top and totally worth it. Yeah. (laughs) But you have to be in the right mood, man. And taking my wife and not telling her what was happening and then her just getting rocked by this seat. That's pretty funny. Was fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Four DX, four DX at the at the Moore Warren, which even though Regal is uh, you know I, I hate that they bought it and that it's not the Warren anymore. This is one thing they didn't ruin. 
So I have to admit, dude, I bought. <clears throat> yeah, their website's terrible to navigate. Yeah, like, that, there's a lot of things I don't like it. about Regal. One of the things I hate about Regal the most is the intro at all the movies. Um, just will make anyone nauseous. It's just you can't even look at it. It's a seizure-inducing, terrible graphic. It's yeah. it's awful. So, anyways, but that's I guess that's a pretty small complaint. I just always show up late now. Oh, you can't do that. So, but I do like the assigned seating though. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. But no, forty years old now, and uh, like I said, not much has changed. Still watching cartoons, and you know, it's on the docket for forty-one. I don't know. Trying to get there. Just yeah, just I don't know. Good I mean, colon health. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that at forty? What's that? The old finger? Uh probably ought to. I yeah. Think the fingers at forty. Honestly, and... my body's probably already started shutting down, so I probably should go <laughs> in and make sure I don't have skin cancer or you yeah. know. Yeah. I have a buddy who's a hypochondriac that I work with and he gets the full inspection every year. Yeah. Head to toe. Yeah, he get, he wants like colon, he gets a colonoscopy. He wants too. yeah, he wants a straight up like Area Fifty One alien probe, right? Yeah. <laughs> speaking of oh, speaking of Area Fifty One, yeah, yeah. How do you like segue. that, Jeff Tucker? Uh, Good who, at his job. Well, who, who, off, who are you going with, with the Kyles or the Karens? Which group? Uh, I'm telling you this, man. You can't attack Area Fifty One. <laughs> no, they have area defense weapons. You know what's hilarious is just if if they just got there, Here's nothing's the there. That it's just all. Here's scams. the thing, though. What you think you're going to find, you're not really going to find. You, I mean, yeah, you're gonna find a bunch of uh, probably. Um, you want to? You want to? You really interested in it? Read Annie Jacobson's book on Area 51. Yeah, yeah. She. Uh, if I had to guess, man, it's probably just just like what they say it is, just an Air Force testing area. Yeah, I would. Do I they would, even use it anymore? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they still use it. I pic- I pictured it as being like the Air Force's like. The skunk works beyond skunk works, where it's just like, like this. why are our tax dollars going to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like laser <clears throat> weapons. and Well, stuff. that's the thing. Men staring at goats. If you know, yeah. if you know about, <laughs> if you know about a weapon system today, yeah, uh, it was probably 15 years ago when it was developed and yeah, and yeah. capable to use. Like the government gets it, then the military gets it, and then <clears throat> like police agencies and civilians get yeah. it. Yeah, so last years and years down the road. Because so the point is, is UFOs. You know what I mean? Things that you'd identify as a UFO is probably a black program. Yeah. Something or another. It's so, nothing but a drone. It's now, an aliens, F-35. There are no things, no such things. I mean, no such thing as aliens, uh, which is interesting because Andy Jacobson in her book uh, interviewed people who supposedly were Area 51 and all that. Uh, and the big-eyed, funny-shaped head. Actually, propaganda, man. Yeah. Russian propaganda. Huh. Um, what during the time World War Two, we ended World War Two by dropping the atomic bomb on on Japan, mm-hmm. Nagasaki, and, and Hiroshima. And at that time, the Manhattan Project was everyone was racing for a nuclear arm, you know, something they could do that. At the time, the essentially to be the world power, you had to have the biggest army. And mm-hmm. at the in World War Two, the biggest army was Russia, and yeah. so they were considered the world power because. If you had the biggest army, most weapons, most people to throw at the problem, then more likely you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Well, when we dropped the A bomb on on Japan, we've kind of kind of proven the- <laughs> like one bomb on one plane we can wipe out three hundred thousand people. You know what I mean? So Just now and the fact they were willing to. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and, but but the A bomb is really what, <laughs> that just shows your cutthroat, right? But the A bomb really is what shifted the power in in the United States direction. And yeah. We we got it first. We have the most, and and so that's why we're kind of the world power now. Won't always be that way, but that's why we're at it now. So anyway, Stalin, who uh, was a master propagandist, uh, essentially what he did is he took special needs children and uh, adults and it's according to her book okay this J- is written in a book yeah jre you can watch joe Rogan's podcast and she's on it okay you know, talking about it as well she interviewed very credible source i think all right you know, just personally anyway what they would do is they would take these special aids kids and they would surgically alter them oh my goodness and then they would uh what they would do before our radars were very technically advanced put flying saucer type drones they call them drones attached to other planes fly up real high and then and then launch them and those things were meant to crash they're meant to crash be found by some hillbilly in a cornfield mm-hmm. they tell their secret and then it 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 sows discord and distrust in the government yeah right and so anyway the big issue was is why didn't we expose it as Russian propaganda instead of uh, letting people think it was aliens? And apparently we were doing the same type of experimentation on, on those type of people here. Really? Yeah. yeah. That or it's just good misdirection. Focus on the aliens and not the weapons you're developing. Yeah. So. What do you think? Have you seen the Bob Lazar documentary? Bob Lazar is an idiot. Yeah. I, I mean, think. the guy builds rockets, so he can't be too stupid. But <laughs> he's literally he, a rocket. He never, he never claims he's to have actually He's literally a rocket seen, scientist, dude. Yeah, but let's he never, go back, let's go he back never, to the Megan Rapinoe thing where he's saying a lot of things to get yeah. a lot of attention. Yeah. And it seems like he's... There's been some things that he talked about that he, they try to discredit him on that has like come, come to be true just in years down the road, like the scanners they had, like the bone density scanners for like entrance into the. No, no, I'll definitely the technology I mean, part yeah, that he talks about. I'll yeah, give him a hundred percent. Us getting it from aliens. Yeah, he, well, he thinks that there's no there's no way that uh, you know the stuff they were using could have been developed by us. Whatever. Which you know, whatever. Highly disagree. Yeah. Element one fifteen, dude. <laughs> we have we have apps on the phone now that change your your gender. Yeah, but it's crazy that uh, they raided his house when they did that documentary. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because he dude he worked he worked on top secret programs. Yeah, so they're probably raiding it to make sure he didn't take anything home. Yeah, well, they that's what they, they he said they were looking for that element one fifteen. Like he snuck some out. No, he wouldn't, man. Dude, they were making sure this dude didn't. So you're going to help me out. I don't. I don't watch a lot of stuff. Element like one fifteen is an alien, uh, is an alien element that does not exist on Earth that creates its own gravity, and they use it. They focus it to use uh, for propulsion. Hmm. That's why they can go up, down, left, right, like immediately. Hmm. So they just focus the element, and it pulls them in that direction. Yeah, according to Bob Lazar. Well, anything with mass makes gravity. So does this thing have a ridiculous amount of mass for its size or something? I mean, uh, it's small. Small. Yeah, he said. Uh, but if it's able to do that, man, you would. Yeah, like they told him to. But I mean, that's where gravity comes from. Was from no, mass. I, yeah. I know, I get that. Yeah. He says that they took him into a room and it was sitting on a table, like it was like a sphere inside a sphere, like a, inside a beryllium sphere or something like that. You know, something similar to like you know, like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. And that they told him to try and pick it up, and he tried, and it the gravity was so strong around it, like he couldn't grab it. <laughs> wow. Which I mean, I I don't know. 
I mean, there, there's technology out there that we won't know about for hundreds of years that probably already exists. But yeah. Yeah, I think Joseph Stalin like uh, using disabled humans to throw propaganda. <laughs> it's a, a lot more. It's a lot. <laughs> probably a better explanation. It's a lot more believable for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's interesting, though, the, uh, yeah. the documentary. Listen, man. It's also yep. interesting that they chose Element Mickey. 115 doesn't sound um, like it obeys the, the properties of physical law, though. No. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's what I'm Like saying, I said, because yeah. the way I understand it, mass is what affects gravity. Because, I mean, we have to you know focus on like the, uh, I think it's called like the declination of the vertical. So, in other words, uh, level is, you know, at a, at a plumb surface to the center of the earth, you know, now, so, cause the earth's round and everything. Mm-hmm. So if you hold a plumb bob, you know, down, it should, it should hold straight down, you know, and hit the ground in the, in the spot right below where you're at, as long as nothing's blowing it. But you have a declination because if say you're next to a mountain or something else, you know, the mountain has more gravity than, you know, because there's more mass or whatever yeah. else. Yeah. Do you have to, whenever you do like the, Whenever well, that's you register. why if you were on Jupiter, you would you would essentially crush yeah. crush yourself, yeah. crush under your. And, own and that's why that's why we go around the sun. The sun doesn't go around us. That's why the moon goes around us, and we don't go around the moon. Right. When you, know? you when you zero or, or lay in like your uh, your land surveying equipment, do you have to go to a particular point to set up your declination? So we called it a declination circle for like our mortar systems to lay them in to make sure they were all pointed in the same direction, even though they're offset from each other. Yeah. You know, so whenever you fire a sheaf that they all land exactly where they should. Yeah. No. We, we had to take it. There was a, like two or three points on the base that were like registered points, and you did the whole plumb bob thing, and you, you yeah. zeroed out your declination circle to make sure it was accurate. Now, uh, for the sake of uh, using coordinate geometry, yeah. like Kogo, to get, um, to you know, be able to use that to, you know, to, to get your distances and stuff, we actually flatten out with a map projection the uh, the round earth. So Oklahoma has two map projections. You have Oklahoma North and Oklahoma South. And uh, anyways, and we flatten it out so that, so we make a round world flat, yeah. basically. But you can only do that for such a long distance because after a while, the it does start affecting it. You know, right. your, your yeah. stuff will be off. So, uh, but as long as you stay, you know, Oklahoma, it depends on the shape of your state, the size of your state how many projections you have and which projection you use. But, yeah, so for that kind of stuff, we don't really have to mess with it much anymore because we just flatten it all out and go right. state plane coordinates. It's interesting how declination works, though. It is. There's a Because, you know, it, there's horizontal and vertical because yeah. of the poles. And, well, uh, I mean, we, could, we would walk that thing out like 20 yards. We would lay in our mortar systems. Then we'd go out and just set up our, our poles. And you mm-hmm. had to line up, you know, two sets of poles at, you know, alternate distances. And whenever they lined up, you're, you're accurate. Like, yeah. Dead accurate. And at, you know, the max effective range was pushing probably three miles. You're normally mm. accurate within 20 to 25 feet. Yeah. And that's just going out to a random spot yeah. with a map with a grid coordinate and then making it work. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it's crazy the things that uh, you don't think about until your measurements have to be that right. freaking perfect. When you don't want to blow up your buddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, you're trying to uh, you're trying to understand a round world. Yeah. And you're, you're just so used to thinking things are actually flat and they're not yeah yeah so yeah it, it's it's definitely it, it's something to consider but now our equipment these days man we use satellite gps yeah it's, it's getting it kind of easy, easy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Well, and you know what's funny? <laughs> you can send anybody out with my equipment, and they can they can stake something. Well, out. Well, I mean, GPS was like whenever whenever I deployed was still fairly new. Yeah, like we had a thing called a plugger, and I mean it was it was this big. You yeah. know, it was the size of like two like eighty cell phones like taped together, and yeah. the antenna was like this fat, and it would only read out like on a digital screen, like you know your grid <laughs> and an arrow if you were yeah. going the right way or not, and that was it. Yeah. And now on your watch, you can see yourself actually moving. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy to think about. And now, you know, all the mortar systems, I think, are hooked up electronically to yeah. that type of a system. So they automatically lay themselves in to some degree. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it, it's crazy. Uh, we, uh, but no, we don't, we don't have to deal with much declination. Like I said, we, we just kind of hold to those projections. And uh, about the only time they come back and, and buy this is if uh, you have to be careful going long distances if you don't put in accurate elevations. Yeah. Because there's some kind of scale factor um, stuff that can happen there. So, anyways, your your elevations over long distances on measurements can get off uh, just because the world starts to curve. turn. Yep. Interesting so, fact: yep. Oklahoma state vegetable is the watermelon. <laughs> I think I knew that. I think I knew that. Do you know I'm what? Sure you didn't know because I posted it today. No, we actually. I, I'm also sure we didn't talk about it on here one time. No, we didn't talk about no. it here. It, me and Chris McKnight talked about it one night. Um, we were at something, and we were talking about the state flower, the state whatever, and uh, we were trying to figure all that stuff out, and we were looking it up. And either Chris McKnight or Chris Coon looked up and said, the, you know, it says watermelon, you know. So In the vegetable, guys. Yeah. So State fruit. It was, it was, state it was fruit. made that because they wanted to promote the uh, watermelon festival in Warica or whatever. Yeah, they justified it by saying it's a member of the cucumber family. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, I can see it. It's Oklahoma, man. Speaking we do what we cucumber, want. Cucumber, man. We're a young state still. We're Speaking still. of cucumber, <laughs> what about you? It? Ever had cucumber water? Oh my goodness! Is it lemongrass cucumber water? Oh, oh my man. goodness! That's so foo foo. It's a whole another yeah. level of. You're as frilly as your pocket square, man. You and Megan Rapinoe <laughs> can take those back. <laughs> You're as frilly as your pocket square, hey, buddy. Hey. hey. <laughs> I thought the pocket square hey. wasn't supposed to match. Yours seemed really matchy. Or did I hear the rules wrong? I don't know. Yeah, your no, pocket matched. square this okay. morning was uh, it was white and red. Something special. <laughs> it was white and red. Yeah. I was wearing a yellow shirt. See, it looked like it was yellow and red to me. Maybe no. it was just reflecting. <laughs> it looked on the like word. he had a white stripe CD in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> there was It was white and red. I had a red tie, solid red tie. Yeah. And I had a yellow shirt. Oh. It looked yeah. yellow from a so, distance. But you're right. Don't match the, the the whole matching patterns is if you're wearing a paisley tie, don't wear a paisley pocket square. Oh. And the exception to that is solid colors. I just don't wear suits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey man. Hey man. Surprisingly Hey man. Surprisingly the third flyest person this morning. Yeah, I would say Bernard number one, Lee number two. Lee, uh, okay, then fourth, because Layman was uh, all white suit. Yeah, Layman. <laughs> Layman's. You kind of forget Layman's number one every week, though. Yeah, Layman. He's, Layman. He's the he's the freshest dude. I think he in walks in like, hey man, yeah, <laughs> give me the loudest suit you have. <laughs> oh no, man, it just. It, yeah, Layman. Layman. He can make any suit look good, yeah. man. He just got that. Yeah. He, he, he can Here's wear the it. best. Part. He can wear it. Best part. Bernard's wearing a white linen suit. Yeah. With an orange. Like the those, it's not a t-shirt, but it's a. Yeah. It doesn't have any buttons. It's, yeah. it's that it's that special shirt that you wear. Anyway, best part is I look back and that dude's. Check it. Um, this is how he's sitting. 
<laughs> look straight up OG pimp <laughs> on the street corner. Hey, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Bernard, he's my guy too. Anyway. That's a good. He's a good dude. Now, um, I guess last thing we'll like talk about the bowling. I got to give a uh, shout out to Becca for beating me that first game. Becca rolled a one forty eight. That's I, I rolled a one thirty six all three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yep, pretty positive. I think I well my first game was. It was 130-something. I can't remember. She beat me, though, because she had a 148. But Which, granted, if you're a bowler, you're probably laughing at that score. But for me, that's actually pretty solid. I rolled a, uh, I would take that in a game of bowling or a game of golf and be happy. All right? I, bowled a, uh, <laughs> I bowled a 69 and an 81. <laughs> oh. The two lowest scores of the Top night. Top of the new chain. <laughs> We're out. We're out. <laughs>